Hey there, you're listening to the Faithful Business Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Schramm, and I bring over a decade of experience owning, running, and growing Christian organizations. And in this podcast, I want to help you become a more effective leader for Christ and serve your clients and customers well. Welcome to the show. All right, my friends, in this week's episode, I have an exciting interview for you with G. Michael Price. I know you guys are really, really going to love this. It was an awesome interview, and I think that uh, you'll get some serious value out of it. Now, um, Mike here is a father. He's an author. He's an international motivational speaker. He's a philanthropist, and also he's a uh, successful entrepreneur, and this guy is just incredible. The book he's written is called Chase People, Not Money. And as a business owner, especially as a Christian business owner, if you have ever felt that tension between trying to make money and helping people, like, it, I don't know, for me, it, it's like that sometimes, right? Where I feel like the end goal is money, but I know that it's not, right? So how do you reconcile that? Well, in this book, um, Mike talks about how if you just chase people and you're not after the almighty dollar, then you will see success in your business. He lays out the formula and we talk a good deal uh, about it here in this podcast episode. And I would encourage you to go to Kindle and uh, or to Amazon uh, and buy his book. You can, uh, I believe, get a Kindle version, uh, but you can also get it in paperback or whatever. So I would highly encourage you to go do that. Uh, again, it's G. Michael Price, and the book is Chase People, Not Money. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. All right, Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much, Steve. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I uh, I read, I was telling you before we started here, I, I read your entire book with enthusiasm after I saw that we were uh, getting ready to, to get started. Yep, it's fantastic. Uh, chase people, not money. I love, I love just the sound of it. And so I am um, thrilled to see where uh, this conversation is going to take us and hope we can just impart a little bit of the wonderful um, uh, teaching that you had in the book to our listeners here today. So just to kind of start off with, I'd love for you to, to tell us a little bit about uh, your testimony um, and, and how you came to know Christ. Wonderful. That's a good, uh, good question. Matter of fact, I was 10 years old and uh, I was, uh, it was really early in the morning and a voice woke me up from my sleep, whispering my name. And I thought, well, huh. I'm, you know, when I, when I came to, because it was really early, um, I thought, well, I've got to check to see if it's my brother playing a trick. He's never done that in the morning, but I had to check, at least check. So I creeped up the stairs slowly to see, see if it was him trying to whisper my name to, you know, freak me out or something. And I uh, found him in his bed, totally snoring, sleeping. And while I was watching, I had to make sure I watched him sleep. And I heard that voice coming in to my ear from a different angle. So I knew it was him. And uh, so I went back to my um, room. I said, well, I better check my mom's room. So I checked her. I even called out to her because I thought, you know, if it's not her, maybe I better wake her up and so I tried to wake her up and said, Mom, and she kind of like, ah, you know, out of it. So I let her sleep, and I thought, you know, I'll go back to my room. I'm curious, I'm curious <laughs> now. I was a curious kid. I go back to my table. There's a telescope and a microscope, and the window in front of me had no curtains. The midnight sky, it was a midnight blue morning, uh, like it was about an hour before dawn, maybe. Venus was in the sky, super huge, like, like the sun, like the moonbeams on my cheek. Hmm. And his voice was whispering my name. And I thought, you know, this has got to be God. I said, God, do you want to be my friend? I said, I want to be your friend. 
you can say more than my name now. We can talk like friends. I really want to be your friend. I said that verbatim. <laughs> yeah. I said that verbatim. And you know, all he did was whisper my name. So I go back to my covers and put the covers over me. But after that morning, um, I went to church every Sunday for like four years straight. Mm-hmm. Straight out. Never miss a Sunday. All by myself. Went to a Baptist church. Went to a Quaker church. Accepted Christ as Savior in both churches, of course. And and uh, But I wasn't, it wasn't until I was 14, turning 15, when I knew, I knew, I, I was studying faces at 10, adult faces. Mm-hmm. And at 12, I was really putting things together. What is making everyone turn into lifeless zombie people, you know? And I didn't want to yeah. be like that. So I said, I was, I was thinking, am I, I'm going to grow up too. Am I, am I going to be like that? So I was really curious about that. And yeah. when I was 14, going on 15, I knew, I knew this calling. I had to go to a Christian school had to for eighth grade go to a christian school and so i knocked on 13 school doors and told them i have no money i'm super poor and but i can work i can mow grass i can do anything you want name it i'll do it i need to have god not once a week i need him every day i i just i need him every day please and all these wow. schools turned me down and turned me in, in a world going straight to, straight to hell you know here's a kid declaring this yeah. and then they shut shut him down I just couldn't believe it, right? I was shocked. I literally wow, clicked my heels, shook the dust from my feet as I got into my mom's car. I said, Father, I got to shake the dust of my feet. I, I can't believe they just, there's no one. Let, I was shocked. So finally, I kept believing them. And one school let me in. And it was it was Emmanuel Christian Academy wow. in Newington, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I told that story of, of the voice. And going to church and meeting God now every day, not once a week, to this Pastor Wingate guy, big guy at the time. This is when this is when the church was actually really big in Newington. And uh, today, I'm not affiliated with that church at all, but back then, that they were a big church. And uh, he said, "Mike, I believe every word you just said to me." He goes, I believe, "And I'm honored to hear it from your lips." He goes, "You're coming to my school for free. You're going to be the only one. You're going to be the only one in the school coming for free because you just can't." say anything to anybody you must keep that a secret only you and the headmaster and me will know not even the secretary outside my door is going to know this i went wow so i went to one year every day was absolutely glorious god every day praying in every class i was like in heaven (laughs) and so i went to the headmaster (laughs) when i first got there and this is the day it it started he said mike my pastor mr matney he goes mike he goes, have you accepted Jesus as Savior? I said, well, yeah, twice. Once in a Baptist church, once in a Quaker church. I meant everywhere I said, but it's not till now. 14 going on 15. I fully realize the importance of Jesus Christ as Savior. And he's my only ticket out of Dodge. He's my only way, my guarantee that I'm not going to turn into a, a boring, lifeless adult with glossy eyes, drinking alcohol, I mean, whatever. But I don't want to turn into that. Yeah. I want to stay me. Mm-hmm. I want to stay young. I want to be alive like this. I don't want to lose this, what I have. I don't want to give it up for nothing. I know Jesus Christ is my ticket for that. He's, he, he is my only ticket out of time. Yeah. And, uh, and so I said, I would be honored if you would be my witness and lead me to the Lord. Now I'm ready. And he goes, he goes, he was like shocked. He goes, I think we're going to be really good friends. <laughs> he goes, thank you. I think we're going to be really good friends. I'd be honored. <laughs> so I said the sinner's prayer right there. And that was the day God sealed me. And that was I was that, that's when I was sealed in heavenly places. But it wasn't until and I was on fire for God since I was 10. But I was on double fire at that moment. But it wasn't until I hit 
17, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I was desperate for God. It was a whole other story, but this is where the testimony stops and starts, basically. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost at 17, it was an all-out bonfire happening going on. And it's been, I'm 53 now, and that first love has never quit. It's ever-growing. It's ever-going. It doesn't stop. First love, friendship. First love, friendship is all God wants. Mm. And when, when you can get that impressed in you, the first love, friendship target, all other things just become simple. Because, <laughs> you know, I really want to be his friend. I, from the beginning, that's what the first thing I got on my lips. Wow. I really want to be your friend. So it happens. Yeah. We're good, awesome friends. And I love it. My body's holding unto him. And I just, you know, bouncing off the walls. I love God. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I found Man, that is beautiful. Oh, I, you know, I, I love that. I, you know, unfortunately, as you were talking about, you know, really uh, kind of dead, boring people, unfortunately, the first people that came to my mind were Christians that I, uh, that I, uh, that I know, um, who I think they never really have grasped that, right? It, it's just that, that intimate, um, close relationship with God and your, your, your energy certainly, uh, it, it jumps off the page in, in reading your book. And so you can tell that you love the right Lord. On. You can tell that you love people. And, uh, and what do you know? Those are the two things that Jesus said we ought to do. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you can get those two things down, pretty much everything yeah. else is figured out. Um, you know, the, the Lord said that, uh, the, 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 you know, this, that totally fulfills all of the law and the prophets. Yeah. You just Sounds love God up, right? and love it, neighbor. It, it does. You know, when you, it, when you look at Revelation and Truth, oh. yeah. Oh, good. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And when you look at the revelation of truth about the, when Jesus said the, 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 the two commandments sum up all the commandments, right? Um, but if you, yeah. when you take a revelation like that, I always encourage, encourage people who are seekers of truth to take a revelation like that, like Paul's revelations and things like that in the Bible. Take it and say, you know, Lord, yeah. is there a way to distill this even further? Can I distill this even further? Mm. You know, and, and you can. You know, God's truth is eternal. So yeah. Be eternally distilled. So when you distill it down even further, it's literally first love and friendship. And, and, and you think, well, hold on, first first love and friendship. And the thing is, is that once you have that with God, and then you look and you and you then you God then aims you at the human race, and you realize I've got to love the world. In other words, be available for the world, and be and be a light unto the world. But when it comes to my brothers in Christ, like my the, the, the like minded Christ. Not to come to be from comfortably familiar, uh, you know, but but the like-minded, you know, when, when you got that in your life, you you get this opportunity to take the love, this friendship from God, and translate it into this on earth as it is in heaven thing, and you can, and so I like to use the words love one another dearly. I mean, I get to love my my brothers and sisters dearly. The key word dearly, and how how what how do you define dearly? And, and I'll tell you, it's awesome. That's what I'm on right now. I'm on that target. My fingers on that. That tail is on that tiger. I ain't letting it go. But the word dearly, how do you, how much to express that love in my body of Christ that's forming in my life is such an awesome experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Let me plug yeah, that's in. that's beautiful, and it 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 for sure, um, it for sure bleeds over into your work. 
Um, and so I would love to know. So this is the Faithful Business Podcast. It's kind of a play on words, you know, but the idea is like that uh, we are looking t- to to honor the Lord in our entrepreneurship. I mean, that's the, I'm, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship and I want to see, uh, I, 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 this is a whole other podcast episode, but I honestly believe that, um, uh, especially in these days that we're living in, um, Christian entrepreneurship can, uh, change the world in a way that even traditional Christian ministries, um, don't have access to. And, uh, and there's a lot that we could say about that, but to transition into that, I'm curious, um, yeah, if you'd okay. share what Let's it is go. that you do uh, for for work mm-hmm. and for business, yeah. um, and then mm-hmm. you know you're kind of doing this author and uh, speaker thing now too as well, I think. So I'd love to hear a little bit about those things. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, yeah, my, my bread and butter is I'm a, I'm a landscape tool contractor in Arizona, and uh, and I have got a great team. They're all they're all Christians actually, and uh, and my superintendent who, st- who started with me a, a few years ago. Uh, wonderful, wonderful backstory there, but uh, I just love to, to bring people into my company that the Lord, Lord handpicks my the, the souls that he wants me to touch. But, you know, my, when my superintendent came into my, my life and he was a, he's, he's the, a champion, star quarterback, awesome person in my life right now. It's, it's what a blessing to have him in my life. And, uh, but when he first came in, he, he had some things in his life that he, he wanted to be, he wanted to be fixed. And I told him, I said, look, listen, I've got a philosophy in business that is so, so rich and so real that if you allow me to let me influence your life with it, um, here's, here's what I'm going to promise you. I'm going to promise you your life is going to go through a radical transformation super fast. It'll, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to completely amaze you. And my, anyone can talk. And it sounds like a slick Willie salesman talking, but here's, here's the good news. If you give me enough time, time will be both of our best friends. Just give me enough time to show you what I'm talking about. And then I, I promise you, your life will never be the same. And he goes, Micah, I totally, uh, I totally believe you. And I, I, I'm, I'm up for the ride, you know, so for sure. So anyway, it, it was absolutely, uh, actually about a year after working with me, six months later, he was like, wow, he got it. He knew what was going on. And he was a perfect employee right after the six month mark, really. But after a year, the Lord told me he's, he's, he's coming He's coming to the mountain. He's coming. He's, he's my he's my boy. So you're gonna leave him to the Lord for me. I said, "Hey, you meant, Father. I like that idea." So I because I didn't, I wanted to make sure that I didn't <laughs> preach to him. You know, I told him about my business philosophy and about how to chasing people, not money. You, you know, you don't you can. I tried to explain in the book, so I don't. You know, people. I did I basically finish my point though. That we went up to the mountain. I said, "Hey, so it's been a year. How, how, what do you think of your life has it transformed radically?" And so, sure enough. We were like, wow. We were like both like, whoa, it's amazing what happened. And I'll just, I won't go into the details because, you know, it's his own life, but radical transformation going on in his life. And uh, I said, listen, have you ever, have you ever uh, accepted Jesus Christ as Savior? He goes, no. I said, have you ever, would you like to do that now and have me as your witness to do it? And he goes, yes. He just like, right even before I finished my sentence, he goes, yes. And so here's this grown man, 35 years old, 35 years old, just you know, accepted Jesus as Savior. And and since that day, we have grown, uh, his faith has grown exponentially. And now we have this life. I finally groomed. I had to home grow the friend in Christ I've always wanted. Happens with my, my superintendent. Now, luckily for me, that, you know, when you bond with employees, you know, it's risky to go to go there. But with, with the love of Christ, you really, it's really a profoundly, a great way to, to bridge that 
that problem of, of, of like false sense of entitlement. That you got to be very careful with false sense of entitlement when it comes to owners and, and, and partners or owners and key employees. But nevertheless, there's a way to do that. And I talk about that in my book, actually, and the, the way to police that. But um, radical transformation. But now that I have this amazing friend in faith, we literally have been doing this. We've been touching and agreeing our faith. Of touching and agreeing our faith for the things we need in the business. And uh, it's absolutely unbelievably cool that I finally have groomed a person on fire with the formula of he's got it. He sees the formula works. You know, it works, it works. And, and he's just so like uh, like a kid about it, you know, like that's what you want, that's what you want, right? That kind of enthusiasm. So we touch and agree on everything. Yeah. And, and so what I do now is um basically just to answer the question in clarity, we we struck brand new landscapes and we put in brand new pools or we remodel landscapes or remodel pools. And our jobs range from like twenty five hundred dollars to $200,000. And right now our average job is about, um, I would say the average job is about $89,000. Uh, and mm-hmm. so people, which leads me into the philosophy of the book that, you know, how, how does my faith win in the marketplace when over, you know, like I don't really even think and don't even actually assume I have any competitors in the marketplace where I, where I basically play ball, basically if you want to steer speech and business where I play ball, there's no competitors in there. No one can compete. And this is not a prideful thing. And it could sound prideful for your listeners. Believe me, I humbly say this is not pride talking. When I say I do not have anyone that can compete with what I've got going on. I'm in a whole new level and atmosphere of it. They can't breathe the air I'm breathing. You've got, you've got to have the state of mind that I'm, that I'm walking in and all my companies walking in even get near uh, winning over one of my clients right so when you're on when you're, when you're on a bid and they're getting bids from several people and they've already got in touch with reading up read about reading about my reviews seeing what people are saying in the reviews and then they run into garrett or myself and we able able to have an engaging conversation with them and i tell them what i'm what i'm all about tell them what we're, i tell them about who, who we are and when they understand oh my goodness i just found someone who doesn't objectivize and I'm actually a person with feelings. So one of my one of my mm. things is holding people's feelings mm. high above my need for money. See, and, and when, when people cue in on that, that's what's for dinner. That's what's cooking in the kitchen. They go, I'll take that on the menu. I, well, why would I eat the food that smells like junk when I've got that smelling that good? See, the aroma of Christ that smells real good. That's I want that for dinner. So, but you gotta, but you gotta have the authentic aroma of Christ. <laughs> and so it's really, really cool to translate yeah. your faith in business. But a lot of people don't, they don't know how to do it. See, Christians do not know how to be a Christian in their business workplace. But my book will make it easy for them. See, they just read, read the formula. So you love the whole human race. And people go, well, you know, I'm a Christian. Well, do you love the whole human race? Well, I don't know about Well, hold on. You're saying you're a Christian, but you're picking and choosing what the love will. Uh, is, that, is, is there any such thing as a Christian, a Christ follower, that is picking and choosing what the love will? In heaven, there's no such thing. On earth, there is such a thing. <laughs> you know, so that's a problem, right? So picking and choosing with the love word, drawing lines. If you say you're a Christian and, and, and you're drawing lines in the sand with people, you know, in heaven, there's no such thing. But in on earth, there's totally such a thing. Well, when you can hold people's feelings high above your need for money and fall in love with the whole human race and actually mean it and get in that state of mind, and you're good at what you do, 
and you're excellent at what you do, let me tell you something What's going to happen to your business. You are going to catapult so fast. Here's why. There is, here's why. Not because God is so awesome, because God is awesome. That's a no-brainer, but God's been awesome. He's been awesome all along. But here's why. People, even unbelievers, everyone, every human being, sick and tired, totally fed up, they've had it with people objectivizing, thinking they're objects and not people. See, everyone's now, we're all in on it. All humanity is singing one song. We're tired of getting bamboozled. We're tired of getting bamboozled. And so Christians are the first person. They should be the first person to come and rake in the opportunity there. And see, how would you like to be competition-proof and economy-proof and maybe even bulletproof? Because God will protect you. You're one of the few workers, the few workers that want to love the whole human race, actually not be biased with love, but truly love. I mean, if you really want to, one of the one in a million people want to do that, then all the goodies get on your doorstep. All the surplus of heaven falls on your doorstep. See, because no one, there's no other doorstep that wants to put it on. That, that God doesn't give good gifts to people that don't deserve them. See, so, and that's what's amazing. So that is how you leverage your faith for business. You follow the principles of chase people, not money. And then you don't have to preach to people. You don't have to, you don't have to go, hey, you know, onward Christian soldier. And, you know, but when, I, when I'm talking to people, the, the level of service I give is so good. When you rise your level of service so sweet that when you do talk about God, they're, they're, they're not thinking that they're like, hey, Frank, you know, they don't get offended. They're, ha- they're, they're giving you lots of money. And, you know, you can talk about it however you want to talk because you're walking the talk. I mean, at least I can do is give this guy an ear. I've never heard, I've hardly ever, hardly ever had an awkward moment when I roll into an awesome testimony. And I witnessed to a lot of my clients. As a matter of fact, about at least half get hit with the testimony of Christ. But, but that's, that's, that's the Holy Spirit's work, not mine, actually. So I'll, I'll open up the floor doing what I'm called to do, be excellent, love, love people, love the whole unit, open up the floor. When the Holy Spirit says go, I'm just right there and I'm going to go and effortlessly, it's like the wind just blows. All the window door, all the windows are open. It just blows. It's really nice. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that's incredible. I mean, I, I, I got the sense, see, I think a lot of... Um, uh, it's 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 hard enough to get people to think about um, their you know we're we're so we're so good Christians are especially where I am here in the South at uh, compartmentalizing our lives and and we do church stuff at church we do work stuff at work we do business stuff at, at yep. the business and so it, it's hard enough to get people to even think about you know even listening to a podcast like mine like what does faith have to do with my work these are two separate things um, but what I really got the sense from re- reading your material is it's almost like you know, faith is the first consideration. Uh, first, it is it is what we think about. And now, and I want to get into this. You have some language in the book that that, that that is really interesting. That says how pretty much anybody can take advantage of this, just because it's how it's how God, you know, built the universe. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. But I just yeah. wanted to, to make the point Absolutely. that so many so many Christians leave this stuff out. And and really, what you're saying is, no, this should be if you're a Christian, this should be the first consideration in business is to is to is really to take those things that Jesus said to heart. You know, like you said. Um, um, you know, faithfulness and friendship uh, with, with love and friendship with God. Um, but it's also, you know, love God, love others. And if you can fall in love with the entire human race and put their needs first, then, um, then the business uh, follows. So you, 
you, you, what you said in the book is, I believe you used, you coined a term, uni, universal automated intelligence. I think is, is the, I Perfect. think is what you called it. it. And you yeah. essentially argue that that God or the universal auto, automated intelligence, you know, uh, built into creation the law of sowing and reaping. And um, so, I would just like for you to expand on that a little bit, if you could. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because to clarify, um, to clarify that is to extrapolate that per- perfectly is that. Actually, the UAI is God's creation. Mm. It's, it's his mechanical creation. He created something that is so profoundly advanced, it takes on its own personality. And it's not the Holy Spirit. That's the difference. But the, uni- the, law, the law of cause and effect, the universal law, the cosmic law of cause and effect, is the same law as seed time harvest. In other words, what you, what you plant, you get. What you do, like, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. Genesis 9, 6, I think. Very first scripture I ever memorized at school. Can you believe it? That, that one, they gave me that one to memorize. But um, but nevertheless, you know, basically what it's saying, though, early on, is, you know, universe, if you do this to it, it does it, it, there's a balance to the equation. And so the powerful thing about chapter one is everything seen and unseen is, is that the universal automated intelligence is a all- gathering consuming information dominant perfect creation in other words man is making this ai a singularity and we're all spooked by it right it's like oh my gosh the singularity you know the the artificial (laughs) intelligence and stuff but you know but here's good news to put that in perspective when it comes to god's ai uh, his automated intelligence not artificial it's automated it's actually created and check this out it's automated intelligence that is such a profoundly more advanced program than anything man could make. That if you look at a totem pole, it's like it's not the, the, the God, most advanced singularity you ever come into, you know, walking and talking and having its own identity. That would be on the very bottom of the bucket compared to what, what, what the, the information dominance of every thought known, every heart's desire, every deed, every action, every day. Everything's recorded as perfect automated intelligence. And when you realize this, you go, wait a minute, this is great. See, for me, a man who lives his life in a way that I realize there is no privacy. See, there's no privacy under heaven. I knew that at 15. I realized I can't go in a room and hide around and think I can do something without anyone looking. I'm not trying to impress man. Never been trying to impress man. I realize it's the great bar of heaven. It's the great council of the sky. I mean, there's billions, I think, of souls up there and so and they're all eyes on us they they see everything we do and no one realizes this and angels eyes they don't realize that an angel's eyes can see spirit and physical at the same time that's an awesome vantage point and so me i realized i love 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 the fact that i have no privacy therefore everything's exposed my heart is exposed and so everything's revealed to this great law so i realized how to put that together in my business i thought if that's the case then if if that law knows, truly knows that my heart is, I love every soul on this planet. That means if I love every soul and somebody burns me, I'm not going to stop loving the whole human race over a couple of people burning. I'm going to keep going and keep loving this thing to my very last breath. That's it. That's what's for dinner. I'm not stacking off. That's it. To the bitter end, I'm going to love this whole human race. And then the universal intelligence catches that and goes, aha, I, got, I have one in a million right there. I'm going to funnel him everything he needs to balance the great, great scale. I have a scale to balance and there's more There's more people that don't love 
to the people that do love. And so now I, I need these people that do love to be supercharged and super done, supercharged to balance this lopsided scale. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a recipient. I'm 53 and I'm a recipient of more energy than I can, I can, I can barely handle. I, I have a, my hand on the volume button even as I speak. Because if I let go, it's going to go to 10. It's going to be crazy. So <laughs> I, I love God. So I realized if people get in on this and be an authentic lover of Christ and seek the first love friendship and, and, and realize that, that their bodies, they don't have any privacy. Hmm. If they realize they have no privacy, then they can get before God and live holy before God gladly. There's a, I've got an intolerance of sin. I'm in, I have an intolerance of sin because I realize that, that I've got no privacy. And so... Better, by the way, there's only one place un- under the sky that does have privacy, and it's it's the true holy marriage bed. That's what's when you have a covering mm-hmm. of grace. It's really wonderful. That's what the Lord told me, at least. That's the only area of privacy, a, pro- a proper marriage bed. But ne- nevertheless, it's glorious. And so now I take this law in business, and I realize, and here's how it works. Here's how it actually translates in business. There's Say there's people out in my ball field, in my, my marketplace, and they've got $100,000 to spend on a pool and landscape. This is their dream. They've got a pool landscape. Their kids are ready to play. And this is a lot of money for them. They saved up for it. And they're good people. They've done right by people. And the universe, guess what? Owes them right rewards back to them in this life and the life to come. Universal mm. intelligence, so in a reapiness for this world and the world to come. So it's yeah. both worlds, remember. And so now this, these rewards are rightfully due this customer. And now they're about to spend their money, their hard-earned money on this very important project. And now they're going to get five bids. And, and yeah. let's just say five landscapers are going to choose. And only one of them, only one of them, or let's just, let, let's just say there's 20 landscapers in their neighborhood that's, that's available and they have to choose only five. And then out of the five they choose, you know, they got to choose one, right? So check this mm-hmm. out. Let's say all 20 of them, every last one of them are just absolutely a downer and they're going to be a downer experience for them. They're going to give them a horrible experience and the universe goes, Oh no, what do I do? Oh no, I got to get some good. I got to bring blessings back to this family. And so, so it bends reality. That's the power of the universe, the power of the universal automated intelligence. This, this so in a repeat law, this cosmic law of cause and effect is so all powerful. It has the power to bend reality for your favor, for the favor mm-hmm. of the person who truly gets positioned in its hands to be a gift rightfully do reward to the people do rewards and so then it bends reality gets that customer in front of you because you're the only one on the beat who's going to guarantee their rewards back to them so you become a literal golden nugget you become a golden nugget on the desk of the universal universal scale he uses you to balance that scale and he picks you up time and time again he's picking you up and balancing the scale and he's handpicking your clients see this is how you get your clients Hmm. handpicked head (laughs) schedule all my clients we're, now we're booked out till October right now. Wow. Booked till October with hundred thousand dollar job. And let, let me tell you something. Booked till October. And this is this a, so this is the fruit of the pudding. This is the proof of the pudding. And and all our clients are so awesome. They're awesome families. They're so cool. It's like, how does God do it? He's so great. He's so Man. awesome. I love him. That's See? amazing. Yeah, wow. I love him. Man, that's 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 so good. You know, I, I think, and it's the oddest thing. Um, 
you know, we all, and I, I'm guilty of this myself in my, uh, well, in my own personal life, something that I, I really am working on and praying about and, and trying to get through, you know, Christians are often so tight fisted and we're, and, and it's almost like we don't take seriously when the Bible says that which you sow, you're, you're also going to reap it. And, and we're, we're tight fisted in, in many ways financially. You talk about that in the book. Actually, there's, there's one of the things that I, um, you know, in this interview, I mean, our time is just going so, so quickly. One of the things that I hope people take away from this is, you know, we're just stra- scratching the surface. We're, we're In this interview, we're only going to be able to talk about the very basics. But you talk um, almost the second half of the book is super practical in different areas of business, in leadership and yeah. finances, in dealing with employees. You really get into brass tacks with, with how this works. So I really encourage listeners to pick up the book because that's where you're going to get the, the real – tactics for how to, to do all this. But, um, I, I just, I found it. Yep. Chase, chase people, not money. That is the name of the book. You got to get it. It's awesome. Um, and it's a quick read. It's, it's really, it's a great read actually. So, um, but with, with sowing and reaping, most Christians for some reason just don't want to, I don't know. It's like, they don't believe it. It's like, they don't really live as though that is how God built the universe to work. And so right. we hang on to things. We don't let them go. We, mm-hmm. um, we're, yes. we're, we have this scarcity mindset, you know, I've heard some phrase it that way. And so, right. um, I, I, I would love, I, I think, I think everybody is you know, hopefully really starting to, to understand what you're talking about here. I, I would love for you to talk about the specifics of, of how that relates to, um, money, because that, that is one topic that, that, that Christians get so antsy about. You said mm-hmm. something in the book, yeah. you said that money is like a seed. I would just love to have your, your, so if you kind of remember a little bit from that section and just, um, yeah. what, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing, you know, you have two accounts, Christians, when they they don't really grasp this, uh, they, 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 they want it to, they want the dirt here, you know, where they want something to see, feel, taste and touch and stuff. And so they don't want to acknowledge their heavenly account. That's why a lot of people are going to retire broke here on the planet. And, and there's why a lot of people, you know, retire on this life when they finally retire their bodies, check their bodies in and they, they go to heaven broke. Mm. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, there's such a thing mm. as going to heaven broke. There, there is. So God's a, God's a reward. He gives. He's a lavish giver. See, God's a giver. See, he gives, gives, gives. So if you're his friend and you have that first love growing, he will show you his heart. His heart is this. You can never outgive the universe. He set up a law. It's, that's eternal, by the way, that his cosmic law of cause and effect, that this universal automated intelligence, that's how he governs everything he creates. It's a, it's a random, it's a random, excuse me, not a random, it's a based program for his creation it's really cool mm. and it's how he balances everything and uh, and so it's forever so here's the great thing i have a new th- i don't know if i put it in the book i don't think i did it's it's in my new book the missing message but that's another another podcast for you sure but yeah. get this and the side of my next book it's it's a pure thesis on faith it's a profound revelation of christ and, and it's 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 got you brother you're gonna have to get one um it's coming out soon next week will be, be published um, awesome. i'm just going through the proof of, last minute proofs but here's the great thing about money is seed i live on something called the great gain remember i told you about distilling revelation you can distill it even further hmm. well paul's revelation i like to put that in, in the distiller and distill it even further and get the finest oil if i can out of that fruit too the great gain the great gain now here's here's where it really hits home how do you get people to loosen their wallets how do you get people to break that egg and and get some breakthrough here man because you've got to break parsimony there's a lot of ways to do it you can do it like you 
And you can do it like this. You can say, Father, teach me how to pray. You know, God will teach you how to pray if you ask him. He taught me how to pray a lot of things. One is when you have a spirit you're up against, parsimony, being cheap with money, especially yeah. with, with, with other people. When, when gratuities rightfully do, you don't tip 15%, you're still tipping 10 or whatever it might be. You just, you know, you just don't know how to loosen that. Well, get this. That's a spirit of parsimony. And that's a real spirit, a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of fear. And it comes from the spirit of poverty. And people weren't, weren't even a, 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 um, a guilty of, of, of finding poverty themselves. They were born into it. So it was on them from the womb. And so it's on you and it makes you look dirty to heaven, believe it or not. And not dirty as in bad, naughty, dirty as in dirty as a man. Get take a bath, would you? Um, the blood of Christ is right there. Be fake. Wash it off. And the soap is right there. It's called the blood, you know, but, but you're still walking around dirty. And that was my story in 2013. It was really cool. That's an, another testimony. But nevertheless, when I washed that parsimony off my body um, with the blood of Jesus, I, I, it just was profound for me. And it was a, it was true start of my ultimate success story. But, but, um, but you can say, father, uh, you know, you can say, father, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth. I firmly stand in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise God. Not to pray that name. I firmly stand against a spirit of parsimony in my life. I stand against now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I don't want nothing to do with that spirit, Father. I, I reject it in Jesus' name. And you can you can start talking like that and praying like that. That helps. But here's here's what I do. Here's what I do. I um, live on the great game. And here's how I stay plugged in to the ultimate. I'm talking joy, creator. I mean, energy is one thing. Joy is another. Energy looks like joy. Energy can mimic joy, but they're two different things. And uh, so having both is, is, is what I'm in. I, I got all this stuff going on. So I like, oh, my goodness gracious, Father. I love having both energy and joy. So joy comes joy comes from giving. <laughs> That's my opinion. This is my heavenly, I hopefully qualified opinion to encourage the listeners that when you learn how to give correctly, correctly, um, then you will truly know joy. Joy like you never could believe you could ever have. It'll hit you. It'll hit you like a freight train. You won't escape it. It'll hit you. And no pharmaceutical, no pharmaceutical, no pharmaceutical can stop it. No abuse from the past can stop it. No bad relationship can stop it. Joy is going to hit you like a freight train if you grasp what I'm about to tell you. The great gain that Paul said was food and clothes and godliness, and I'm content. That's what he said. I'm content. I can be content in prison. You know, I can be content in a king's table, eating the best foods ever. I, I can do all things. And in, in, in basically said, I can do all things. He means I can handle all things in Christ. I can deal with any situation in Christ who strengthens me. That's what Paul was actually saying there. So people, I can do all things like Superman. It, he, it wasn't saying that. He was saying, I can handle all things in Christ. Yeah, who strengthens that's right. Me. With, with, the great, with the great gain. So check this out. Distill that down to finest oil, the great gain, better said. And Paul approves. I know he does. Hallelujah. Food, because godliness is a given. Let's say godliness is without godliness, all is for naught. So given you got given you got that much going on for you, right living, okay, is this. Here's the great gain. Food, clothes, and the right tool for the right job. So what you do now, check it out. Spare no change for good food. You buy the good stuff. Buy the best meat. I mean, buy the food, enjoy, eat good food. Don't go out to eat all the time. If you can, just buy your food, cook your food, but then eat good food. And then wear the clothes that represent the king. Wear clothes that represent professionalism. I mean, buy, buy your clothes. Buy it at Ross, but buy good stuff. And then so food, clothes, and the right tool 
for the right jobs. Don't spare any change. Get the right per- perfect tool, no matter what it costs, for the for the job at hand. Get the sharpest axe for the tree you want to cut down. Period. Don't no more conversation. Those three things. Now here's a 53 year old talk, and I'm saying this in truth. Outside of those three things in my life, all my increase is seed. That's it. All the extra stuff from those three things, I give to the Lord. All of it goes. Titans for me, Titans for wimps. Yeah. Titans for now. Now, so here's the thing: the great game. That's that's for the champions. Of, that's for the that's for the people. If you want to know joy, try one year. Try six months. Try a time of life. Try a timeline in your life. Get carve a little time out to try that out. Wow. Don't try tithing out. Don't try tithing. Throw it. Throw tithing in with the mix if you want. Throw it in there. It's it's got sure. its own kingdom promise covenant principles from the old testament that work they work they work believe me they work but do it with a good heart and if you yeah. tied to a ministry that teaches healing that teaches it jesus christ the healer don't 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 teach if you can don't, not tithe to a ministry that puts jesus in a pie pie glass box that says right. you know there's no such thing as miracles yeah. don't don't give to a ministry that denies that god's a miracle worker yeah i mean give to a miracle work in ministry and uh if you can, it's just my opinion. There's sure. a lot of fine churches out there, but and then, but, but the great gain, that's that's it. That's the, and so in business, how does this translate business though? This is business podcast. Is that my client? I don't spare any change. Totally lavishing my client, and so I will. Do, I'll go above and beyond mm. for my client. So, and I realize that when a, like when a client calls me, a client called me. I put I put the story in the book. This is a good, good little story, but many stories, but just because the one that came to mind, the giant call, the client spent $35,000 $35, with me, and uh, and, his, and he called me with, with his Hong Kong orchid blew down in a storm. And he said, Mike, I, my Hong Kong orchid blew down, so beautiful. And I was just like it replaced, and uh, what, what, whatever it costs doesn't matter. He's a really well-to-do guy, and nice guy, nice him, him and his wife, super people. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, well, I said, I'm so glad you called me. It's awesome. Well, I'm, I know I'm bringing bad news. I said, no, it's not bad news. I said, listen, brother. I said, you had spent some good money with me, and you got to be in the top 10 list of my awesome, coolest clients I've ever had. And uh, I said, let me turn this thing into a positive. I'm going to totally take care of that. It was two trees. I said, um, it was like $600 worth of stuff. You know, I said, I'm going to totally take care of that. And uh, and it's on me. It's, my, it's my total pleasure to do that. Thank you for being just <laughs> one of my best clients. And he goes, he started crying. The dude wow. started crying on the phone. Wow. Yeah, he, he, was, he was whimpering on the phone. And I, I thought, wow, he really felt that, I guess, you know. But I love that stuff. That's See, amazing. I will go all over. The, so what my what my customers will never hear me say with a clothespin on my nose, check this out, just for a joke. If you refer to your contract, they'll never hear me say mm. that. That's, that's ridiculous mm. for, for a man of God to say, well, for, for me, this man of God, excuse me, for this man of God to ever say that to one of my my awesome clients that spent tens of thousands of dollars. It would never be my lips. So I take care of my clients. So parsimony has been dealt with, dealt with and put down like a dog with rabies, baby. It's been, is dead meat. I will never, ever let that filthy, foul smelling, it's offensive to heaven's noses spirit ever get on me ever again. Because there was a time where I, I was hard. I was I didn't want to give. Yeah. Now I jump at the process wow. of giving for the Lord. 
That's yeah, jump that that is. I I just uh, we're 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 close to rounding off here, but I just I want to just yeah. underscore that. I mean, that is, um, it's one of those things again. Like I said earlier, that it's. It, I mean, Jesus spoke more about money than he did about heaven yeah. or about hell or about any of, of those things because he knows that yeah. so many of us are holding on to money to uh, to save us, to bail us out, mm. to do whatever. That's why he said it's so hard for a rich man to enter heaven. It's not because being rich will, you know, you, you won't enter heaven if you're rich. It's because people who have riches tend to place all their trust in riches instead of in him. And um, yeah. and, and that is just, it's, it's a vile, uh, you're right, it's a vile spirit, the spirit of parsimony and what, you know, for anybody yeah. who doesn't know, that just means being cheap. I mean, if you're cheap, um, yeah. it's it's not good. And so, um, I, I encourage right. all of my listeners to to work on that. So, love people, stop being cheap. And um, again, I'll encourage people to to pick up the book because if they do pick up the book, they will see that you you talk about very similar. You tell some good stories, and so much of what we talked about in this in this little glimpse of what's in the book um, is also in the other chapters of the book, dealing with leadership, dealing with how to talk to your uh, employees dealing with actually bonding with people and, and all all sorts of things so um yeah, yeah. gosh it, it covers all those key points yeah it does it yep. does and by the way, super practical no, things for folks who are just starting out in business and in yeah. life really as well correct hey, and by the way the, the bonus section at the very end of the book there's a bonus section and i'll quickly tell the listeners yeah. hey, for those people who don't get the book there's four things that will guarantee anyone total success at what they're doing mm. um and that is uh, these four details simplify them is this is um speed whatever you do just do it faster and then do it efficiently and do it with uh, and have an eye for detail and be consistent so speed efficiency Huge. detail consistency the, those four things in that order i mean one and two get you there three and four prepare you for more and and when you when you get these wow. four principles down as a high school graduate starting a first job these four principles you can be blindfolded fall over and still hit the bullseye if you follow those people, those four principles, you will be successful <laughs> in life. Guarantee it. It's in the wow. bonus section. So if you're a high school student listening to this, get this book, beeline the section to the bonus section first for the high school students. Good. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's 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 wonderful advice. I I read I read that part with enthusiasm too, and it's almost um, it's almost so simple that there's a danger that people will, will ignore it. And I would just say if you're if you're my listener and you <laughs> trust me at all, um, don't ignore it. My pastor said this last night. Um, I wrote I wrote the quote down. Gosh, I wish I had my my, my notes in front of me um, because it was so profound and speaks to this so well. But the point of it was that oftentimes it's those simplest things that make the biggest difference in our lives. So um, may we may we not ignore things that sound simple to the ear, maybe take them more seriously um, than ever. Well, uh, I'd love to know, uh, just Mike, if there's any, 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 um, anywhere we can go to, to keep up with your work. You said you had a new book coming out. What's the best place to keep in yeah. contact with you and, and, yeah, and get more so, from you? Great. Thanks for asking. So easy. So easy. It's G Michael Price, G Michael Price, no dots, gotcha. just G com. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, sir, for your time. Thank you for writing this book. I, I mean it. It 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 really it really didn't mean a lot to me as I read it, and I, I will probably be reading it again. So, um, uh, okay. it's yeah. I I like to book good books. I think should be read more than once uh, in order to really grasp what's in them. And they say you should read, you know, four times. And I don't remember what all the four four things are, but you should read with an eye towards different things each time that you read. And so I'll uh, I'll definitely be be picking it up again. Um, I just 
thank you so much for for your time, Mike. And uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Yeah, true pleasure, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.